This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and I have, as always, with me my trusty co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Hey, Rob, thanks for having me on the show once again. I'm excited. I've had my coffee and I'm ready to roll. And I'm excited about today's show because I know you've got a great topic, one that's going to hit close to home for a lot of folks. But before we get into that, I want to tell you, number one, Rob, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing really well. We're getting into the uh, the heat of our uh, seminar season. Uh, we have a seminar over in Dublin on empowering women that Lori and Logan are going to be doing. Uh, then the week, that's the first week in March. The second week in March, we're doing a new generation retirement income planning seminar here in the Troy area. And the week after that, we're doing an empowering women seminar here in the Troy area. So this month is going to be insanely busy. We're still working with clients from previous seminars. So uh, it's good and it's tax season. So things are uh, yeah, they're insane. <laughs> yeah, they really are, aren't they? I mean, wow. So um, you are so busy. In fact, your schedule, I get tired just thinking about it, honestly, <laughs> Rob. Uh, we have fun with it. You guys, yeah. So the Outlook Financial Center is great, and I know Lori and Logan and everybody there, uh, your staff are doing great. Uh, you've got a great staff, by the way. I, I really love uh, working with all of you. It makes my job so easy. And I always learn a lot from you guys. So what are we talking about on today's show though, Rob? Well, you said you've had your coffee. Hopefully it's been enough. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to talk about today is protecting your retirement from boomerang children. Boomerang children. Ah, boomerang children. You're going to have to tell me what you mean by boomerang children. Well, boomerang kids are basically the ones that you sent off to school, sent off to college, sent off into the world, and they came back. They're now living in their old bedroom. They're living in your basement. They're just, they're back. And what do you do? <laughs> so yeah, that's happening more and more, isn't it? It, it really is. And, and when you're saving for retirement and then your kids come back, then you have that, you know, you're a parent, you have that thing. You, you don't want your kids to suffer, but you got to, yeah. you want to retire someday too. And so we're going to talk about that conflict. And according to a recent Time Magazine study, 70% of the parents polled spend up to $5,000 a year supporting an adult child. You know, that's noble and it tugs at our heartstrings. We want our kids to do well, but you need to look at what kind of impact is that going to have on my retirement plans? Yeah. I mean, obviously it could have a huge one, right? It, it really could, depending on the magnitude, depending on the length. I mean, you know, my parents helped me in short-term times when I needed help. We're going to do the same thing for our kids and have. But at some point, when's it time to move on? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, why is it so important, Rob, for 
us parents to consider our own retirement needs before our the needs of our adult children? Well, you know what? That's that's a great question to get the this whole thing rolling. And society hasn't been very kind to this boomerang uh, generation, if you will. And providing for your adult children, you know, may be needed. We're going to talk about some situations where it actually makes sense to do that. So it's really not a joke, but a lot of comedians you know, have a lot of fun with that. So the Pew, uh, the Pew Research Center found that the number of young adults living at home rose to 36% in 2012. Wow. One in five kids still at home that don't pay rent or expenses. Now that's good work if you can find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Work is the key word. I mean, you know, I guess some of these kids, uh, maybe they can't find a job out of college. I mean, what are some of the reasons more and more kids are coming back home? Well, there's a handful of reasons why they might. Now, Cheryl and I, we've had uh, two uh, that have personally would fit into the boomerang category for a period of time. Uh, but in their cases, there were some life events that went on, uh, some job opportunities that went on in the area where we lived. And so we were kind of a temporary respite while they got back on their feet or pursued some specific opportunities. Uh, didn't last too long. Uh, Cheryl will tell you, our kids are very independent minded. You know, one of them, and they don't want to live under mom and dad's rules for any longer than they have to. Because they're very, very independent. They want to be out on right. their own. And, and I'm convinced right. most of these boomerang kids really do. Most of them want to be out on yeah. their own, too. So one of the reasons really getting a lot of, uh, of attention lately is meeting financial needs. The kids go off to school. They graduate. And then they seem like, as you mentioned, they don't have any other option but to move back home with mom and dad. And why is that? So let's look at a couple of things. Now, you mentioned it. Uh, young adults today are dealing with a difficult job market and jobs that aren't terribly stable. So right. that begs the next question. Did they choose a major in college that was in demand by employers? And secondly, mm. did they get experience through internships while in college? So I, I have a, uh, one of our kids is, was a psychology major. And when she told me that was going to be her major, I kind of smiled at her and I said, learn the following phrase. Would you like fries with that? And <laughs> she said I was being mean. And, you are so mean. You're a mean dad. Yeah. I know. I knew that. Rob. All right. Well, I, I love my daughter, but the no, the point was, and and she, but here, here's what she understood. She understood if you're going to be in that profession, you need at least a master's degree to have any significant hope of working in the field. And she's very fortunate. She's actually working in her field. She's working on her master's with her degree in psychology. So she's part of that small percentage that gets out there and actually gets to work in their field. And working in the psychology field with just a bachelor's is very, very difficult. So I'm very proud of her. But uh, she worked pretty hard to put herself in that position. So one of the articles I recently read said uh, on uh, talking about this, uh, the kind of jobs that the college graduates found, that only 40% of them actually required a college degree to perform the work required. So you went to school, you took a job, just 60% probability you didn't need the degree to do the job. And only 13% found work in their field of study. That's tough. You go to school, yeah. spend that kind of time, you can't get a work in Ouch. the field that you really want to work in. Uh, yeah, that's what I see as the main problem. I see a lot of kids going to school and building up these big student loan debts and then not being able to get a good job after college. Exactly. And so let's, let's add some uh, more fuel to that fire. Uh, real wages are stagnant. There's been no real wage growth since 1979. 
when you factor in inflation wow. and cost of living. Add that to the unemployment rate upon uh, uh, of kids between 16 and 24, so we're catching high schoolers through uh, those early college years, is running about 12%. So without a stable source of income to rely on, you know, where are they going to go? They're not going to go out into the streets. Mom and dad you know, aren't real crazy about them moving back in, but once again, you know, they're still mom and dad. Most people don't yeah. want their kids to suffer. So no. they move back in. So they don't you know that eliminates the burdens of paying rent, utility, groceries, other expenses. Yeah. Mom and dad get to pick those back up again. They thought they were empty nesters. Whoops. We forgot to throw away the nest. <laughs> throw away the nest. Oh, well, yeah, it's tough. I mean, we all love our kids and want to help them out. Right. Absolutely. None of that ever yeah. changes. Yeah. So I, I imagine that you have people that you've worked with or talked with who have encountered hardships when trying to plan for their retirement because of these expenses caused by their boomerang kids? Absolutely, because quite frankly, in many cases, their budget wasn't set up to handle the kids coming back. And so, mm-hmm. you know, now what do you do? And and so some of the kids, when they come back, once again, they may have gone through a life event like a uh, a death of a spouse or a divorce, something like that. Uh, many times they were coming back, they're bringing grandkids with them. Or, um, mm-hmm. And sometimes the parents are, you know, just, you know, the kids are just in a, in a tough way and the grandparents end up taking care and getting primary responsibility for parenting the grandchildren. We're seeing that a lot more now where uh, uh, grandparents are raising their grandchildren. And so when you've got all these expenses, then it's very difficult to continue saving for retirement or in many cases, people start dipping into funds that were supposedly reserved for retirement. And so the question we have to ask at some point is, okay, are we helping our kids or are we enabling them? So they really can't get wow. out of this rut. It, it's it's very tough. Yeah. I mean, that is that is tough. So what other kind of expenses are parents covering for their kids? Well, we've seen anything from uh, uh, getting them a credit card. Uh, what we found is there was a July 2014 survey by the American Consumer Credit Counseling that basically uh, more households are now providing uh, financial assistance to adult children than support for elderly parents. Think about that for a second. I'm helping my kids now, and I want to rely on them when I get older, and the dynamic isn't working that way. So there's a, there's a real concern with that. And so we look at the parents, well, what kind of help are they actually providing? 41% are paying for transportation and read car payment. Uh, 57% are paying household bills. They're living rent-free. And 24% are helping them pay off their student loans. So it's, you know, spending more on the kids, less on themselves. That's putting their retirement often in a very precarious position. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is tough. I mean, what do you think uh, the biggest repercussion of all this is? I think it's putting re- uh, retirements at risk. One of the things that we see uh, clients will come in and they're not really where they should be in their retirement savings program, but they paid for four kids going through college, through private school, and they paid it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you see things like that and you go, I know you love your kids, but you're setting yourself up for uh, a retirement. It's not what you had in mind. So right. we, we need to look at, we want to help our kids. Once again, going back to the question, are we helping or enabling? And then have them just understand this. Look, you know, at some point you got to think about you too. I understand the kids are important. I've got eight kids, 18 grandchildren, 19th on the way and a great granddaughter. Oh my goodness. I get it. Oh my goodness. Exactly. I get it. 
But at some point, you have to, it's a, a tough love sort of thing, is that they're not going to grow and become productive adults if you remove every obstacle to their growth. Well, yeah. And I mean, obviously, you have a lot of experience in this field. <laughs> so you can relate and let us know how to deal with it. Plus, you help other people deal with their finances to uh, try to prepare for this and deal with it. And we'll get into that a little bit more uh, in our next segment. But we have to take a quick break right now. Do you have anything you want to share with the listeners before we do, Rob? I do. Our goal at Outlook Financial Center and our planning process is to truly provide our clients with a clarity knowing they're going to have reliable income during retirement, as well as have something to pass on to their, their loved ones. So to help with that process, uh, we have what we call the From the Heart Journal. So to get that, you visit our website at outlookfc.com. That's Outlook, F is in financial, C is in center.com. Or give our office a call at 937-552-9990. We'll give you that complimentary From the Heart Journal. It's a tool that's going to help you prepare for and enjoy the retirement lifestyle you've worked so hard for. Because when we're planning retirement, we want you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. So give us a call, drop us a note, come on in. We'll offer also a complimentary, uh, no obligation consultation to see where you are and see if there's something we might be able to do to help you in the long run. All right. Well, that sounds great, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center here on Financially Tuned. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? When does it make the most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What strategies can you use to fill the income gap between what you receive from Social Security and the desired amount of income you'd like to receive in your retirement years? Let Outlook Financial Center provide you with direction to this decision by claiming your complimentary Guide to Social Security. Give our office a call at 937 552 9990 or visit us online at outlookfinancialcenter.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host Tony Shore and our host Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center is here. And Rob, great discussion today. We've been talking about protecting your retirement from boomerang kids, something you know a little bit about. And I'm sending my uh, oldest off to college for the first time this year, so I'm I'm hoping <laughs> that it all works out and I don't end up with boomerang kids, but we have to deal with it if it happens. Uh, and you've been talking about uh, how more parents might be putting their retirement plans at risk by providing for their adult or boomerang children. So diving right back into this topic where we left off, how much do you think this boomerang trend affects these parents who are helping their adult children compared to their counterparts without children to support? Well, it certainly makes a difference when it comes to uh, saving for retirement, having those personal assets you can convert into income. In a recent study from Hearts and Wallets, they found that with those over 65, over age 65, with financially independent adult children were twice as likely to be retired than their counterparts who were still supporting adult children. That speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I mean, um, Obviously, uh, it's probably hard for you to relate to somebody without children's support at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's something I uh, haven't known for a uh, long time. We'll just leave it at that, a yeah. long time. So, so I know that you have some tips and strategies that you use to help people in this situation. I mean, 
What are some tips you have for us on how we can avoid this situation or deal with it? Well, the first thing is to start cutting the financial cord as early and as reasonably as possible. Uh, a lot of family financial experts agree that at some point between the ages of 18 and 22, your adult child should be actively trying to provide for themselves. I know I, I went off to college. I started when I was 17 years old. I wasn't quite 18 yet, uh, but my situation is pretty unique. I went to the Naval Academy. I had a job when I graduated. Uh, so I, was, yeah. I knew where I was going to be working the next five years after I graduated, assuming I got through the whole program. So I, I have a tougher time relating to this just because of the path that I chose. But I see a lot of my friends that they get up to 18 to 22 and, and mom and dad are, are still helping. I've got clients that are still helping their kids into their mid twenties. I'm sitting there going, guys, you're killing yourself. I know you love your kids, wow. but at some point you got to draw a line and go, go protect you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's great advice. And what, what other advice do you have for parents who are already in this situation perhaps? Well, one of the things that we encourage, and this is, you know, for adults too, not just this particular group is uh, teaching your children financial literacy as you grow up and set expectations early on the parent's contribution to college education and beyond. One of the things we, we counsel our clients on who have the younger children who are walking into that is you need to, to bound your commitment to your children, make sure they have some skin in the game. And one of the things you find is, you know, if your kid comes to you and says, I need 10 bucks to do whatever. And you say, you give it to them. Well, that's your 10 bucks. If it's no, you uh, just got paid from the part-time job. You have, you go spend your own 10 bucks. They're going to spend that 10 bucks more wisely because it's their blood, sweat and tears that earned it. And so having the kids have a, some skin in the game is, is really so important. And for the, the folks that still have adult children living at home, you're going to, have to be honest with yourself. Am I enabling or am I actually helping at this point? And so understandably, you know, we're just, our human nature says we don't want our kids to struggle as much as we did, but that yeah. may not, you know, we don't necessarily want to put up artificial struggles for them, but sometimes you, know, you, you try to impart wisdom, which is, don't do that. It hurts. Here's why I did that. And it's dumb. But the kids just insist on learning it themselves anyway. Sometimes you got to let mm. them do that. And so, yeah. and the other thing you want to avoid is having uh, the kids uh, play mom and dad. They get the no from dad. They go ask mom, they get the yes or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. It can go either way. And We've all been in, if you have kids, you probably know you, that situation. You get that. It's called playing both ends against the middle. And if the kids know they can get away with that, then that's not only going to undermine your retirement, that's going to have a negative impact on your own marital relationship. You don't need that kind of help. Marriage is tough enough. Mm -hmm. And so it really is. It really is. So you finally, just being a parent and a coach, you know, give your kids emotional support, give them some financial mentoring. If you didn't learn the financial mentoring, you know what? One of the things that we do for our clients, and we've done this is we've had clients have us lead what we would call family meetings. So all the kids are in the room, mom and dad are in the room. Uh, I'm in the room. Uh, I've, uh, the last one we did, Logan was in the room too. It was a client over in our Dublin office. And we sat mm -hmm. with the kids for a couple hours and just talked about finances, budgeting, saving, how the stock market works, how, when they get jobs, how they can participate in it, the things to look for. And mom and dad had been trying to tell these kids this, some of this for years, cause they were pretty financially responsible themselves, but now they hear it from someone who's not mom and dad. For some uh -oh. reason, we had credibility. So, yeah. so that's one of the things we offer as a service to our clients. Bring the kids in. We'll have that conversation yeah. with them. 
because the other thing yeah. we look at is that's you know where the money is going to go when these folks go on they pass on we'd love to see the money uh, remain in the firm we love to maintain that relationship and we don't mind starting that relationship in high school because we yeah. know we're in the, we're in this for the long haul uh you know Lori logan and ray are much younger than i am they're going to be around much longer than i than uh, than i'm going to be so these are the folks this generational uh financial education is really important and very we're very passionate about it yeah and i can tell and i think that's important so there are solutions for parents who do want to provide financial help to their adult children then oh absolutely uh one of the option is if you know there's going to be uh, an inheritance then one of the options is to make a loan that serves in advance on the inheritance. You give it very favorable terms. You give it a long time to run. So basically what you're doing is you're, they're getting their inheritance a little early. So you're not taking it out and then putting the other kids who may be uh, looking at their share. They don't need it right now for whatever reason. You're not harming them in the long run. And then, you know, that's a way uh, to do it. But not everybody's got an inheritance. So some people will guarantee a bank loan instead of directly lending the money because that way it doesn't deplete their assets. Now, this may sound good from the parent's viewpoint, but this route's got a lot of landmines in it, and I'm going to talk about that a little later in the show. Sure, and I, I think it's going to be really important to, to cover that. Uh, and um, there's probably some benefits as well uh, for parents who might still have children at home. There's probably an upside to this, right? There actually is. One of the things that uh, when uh, Cheryl and I uh, moved and put set up the office in Troy, that put us uh, near her her three children. And having them around has been a huge blessing to us. They don't live in the house with us. But there will be times where I've got a lot of travel. I've got a lot of seminars going on. And one of the boys has come over and mow my grass. Oh, that's great. It, it, it's an awesome blessing. Or if we need something, uh, shopping, or you know, and conversely, you know, they need to drop the grandkids off because they want to go have a date night. You know, if, if you, sure. you know, if you remember when you had young kids, somebody take these kids, I need to go spend some time with my spouse. So, yeah. so, you know, yep. so those kind of things. So, you know, it's really nice having them around, but I'm not sure it's necessarily nice having them in the house with you. Cause that's really where we're talking <laughs> right. about the boomerang, but what, right. what it really does though, and this is a real advantage that I've seen, it allows you to build a much deeper relationship with your children, a relationship you couldn't do while they were living with you. Just wasn't possible. They've grown up, yeah. they've got experiences, and it, it's really a, a great and awesome time to share with your kids. Well, that's great. And I'm glad there's some positivity to this discussion and that I, I like how you put it there. So ultimately, really, each situation is going to be unique, right? Absolutely. You know, if you put aside the risk of derailing their retirement, each situation is unique. Um, whether this, the, the child is suffering from a, a student loan debt they really can't afford, uh, they can't get a, a well-paying uh, job, they can't get one in their field. So take a look at your situation wisely and say, okay, how much can I do? We want to help our yeah. kids, but how much can I do? Because the last thing you want is to depend on your adult child caring for you later in life because you spent all your retirement savings on them today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Rob, do you have any tools that you use to help people organize their information in order to help them with the situation and maybe uh, for their retirement or the benefit of their loved ones? Oh, absolutely. And we have a complimentary tool we call the From the Heart Journal. 
Uh, it's part of our larger retirement income toolkit, but this journal is specifically beneficial, I believe, to parents. It enables you to gather important details such as who would you want looking after uh, any pets in the house if you still have kids in the home, where the important documents are, like the last will and testaments, uh, who your power, where your power of, of attorney are. Do you have an attorney? Do you have a CPA? Do you have a financial advisor that might have some of this important information? Just, just a place just to put it all in one spot. Well, yeah, and, and that's huge. So um, it sounds like a useful tool for people. What about retirees who have already dug deep into their pockets and uh, spent a lot of money to maybe help their kids financially, and now they're worried about retirement. What advice do you have for them? Well, they really need to come see us, and we need to do a complete retirement income plan for them, starting with their Social Security Foundation, building it up through any pensions they have, seeing how much they need in retirement, and looking at assets they do have. How can we convert that into a lifetime income so they can have the retirement they've worked so hard for? Yeah. Well, uh, what about that income gap? How, how do clients go about, how do you help people go about filling their income gap? Well, after we've got an understanding of where their social security and, and pensions are coming from, we look at, you've got personal assets you save specifically for retirement. We want to convert that into a lifetime income stream. And that stream we think should have several characteristics. It should be sustainable, just like social security is. That's something we know and understand. It should be guaranteed the same as Social Security. It should have the potential for roll-up like Social Security does. So if I don't take it right now, the longer I wait, the bigger the check gets. I'd like it to be flexible. Well, that's actually better than Social Security. The only way to get Social Security number to go up is to work more hours. Yeah. I'd like it to have a legacy potential. After the last survivor in Social Security passes away, there's nothing left for the kids or grandkids. So if I die prematurely, I'd like to have something left for them. And I'd like it to be positively responsive to the markets, which is also better than Social Security. The markets in the last three years have done remarkably well. However, Social Security has gone up 0%, 0%, and 0.3%. I'd like to do better than that with whatever I, I convert my personal assets into that lifetime income stream. Well, Rob, that's great, and that makes perfect sense. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Well, our goal at Outlook Financial Center is to truly provide the clients with that clarity of knowing they can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. The offer today to our radio listeners for the From the Heart Journal is one tool they can use to assemble the information they need so that if something were to happen, things are smooth, things are under control, and we know what's happening. So go to our website, outlookfc, like outlookfinancialcenter.com, and uh, ask us for the From the Heart Journal, or just give us a call at Area code 937-552-9990. Come in, have a complimentary, no-cost obligation. We'll give you the free journal and see how we might be able to assist you further. Well, that's great, Rob. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.